0: Uh, hi everyone, and welcome to Geekly Speaking podcast about all things geek—movie, games, comics, television, and everything in between. I'm Cameron Pilo,
1: and I'm Jamie Leanne.
0: Uh, this week, uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, well, first off, we just got done watching Game of Thrones.
1: Yes, but we won't spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. But I'm sure people have expected what has happened to yes. have happened.
0: So, what's it go with this? Did you like it?
1: I did. I loved it. All I right. mean, I was probably like. Uh, the entire time.
0: <laughs> I was like, eh, I kind of saw a bunch of this happening, but I'm happy with it. Anyway, so the Star Wars. So this week we watched Episode 7 for the fourth time. Uh, we got it on Blu-ray. It's been sitting there waiting to be watched. And we decided we're going to watch it. So has it gotten better since the third time we watched it?
1: I think I've started to notice things more than when I saw it in theaters like what i I think I just was able to take it in better mm-hmm. um, mainly because of the more intimate setting I think I can really like focus on it rather than think of the whole big grandeur of it all mm-hmm. versus you know looking at different details and that sort of thing
0: I mean yeah, yeah I get that I mean for me like I think I kind of had that kind of viewing my f- Third viewing of the film. The seeing the film, we saw it in, we saw it the day before opening night, which was Thursday, because it was like you know preview screening or whatever. Um, we saw it on, we saw it then, and nice comfortable showing. We saw it like at seven. It was yeah. Nice. Um, and got home on time where we'll talk about it. Uh, and then we watched it that f- Saturday. We watched it that Saturday and we went to one of those movie theaters where it's like, bar setting in a way where they can bring you food and drinks and stuff like that. We got, like, mozzarella sticks and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the third time is where you got the hookup, where your uh, employer was able to rent out a few movie theaters and just say, everyone can go and watch it for free. Yeah. So, but I think on the third one, because I was actually a little bit more of a detractor my first viewing, um, as we discussed, and you said that I need to lighten up essentially and what had happened was i was like okay so we'll go into it second time and the third time and i'll just just watch the film and i liked it after each viewing like i liked it even better but i think the peak was on the third viewing because at that point i was really pointing out all the little easter eggs that had been in it like finn's number being the cell number from episode four uh there was also the Mm, obi-wan and alec guinness uh in voiceover in the force vision i think yoda was even in there just a little bit um but i was able to see stuff like that and really started having more of an appreciation because this is obviously a film made by fans for fans so but i don't think it's necessarily gotten better on the fourth viewing i think i was a little underwhelmed because obviously we'd seen it three times mm-hmm. in a theater setting and it was i mean amazing each time and then i was like okay we're just chilling on the couch and Watching it on our nice little TV with very crappy sound, but it is what it is, but you know it's still it's still it's still amazing the film to watch and people need to stop going up on bridges. Bridges are bad in Star Wars, I swear
1: well I mean you know I think if you pay any attention to any type of film, right like if the good guy walks into a space where the bad guy is where it's obvious that you know it's gonna be man versus man right like you're probably gonna have a bad time
0: (laughs) i would like to say the meme but i can't say the meme right now i'm laughing too much yeah Yeah, i mean like i think in my first viewing like as soon as i saw han walk onto that bridge i was like this is happening it's like i had a feeling it was gonna happen i was like i kind of have a feeling it's gonna happen and then when he went on that bridge i'm like yeah it's definitely happening because, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, in the f- grand scheme of film in itself, it's like when you can, it's kind of like a formula where you can pretty much tell when someone's going to bite it. Yeah. And something bad's going to happen. It's like, there's kind of like a, there's a separation of friends. They go off and do their own thing. The buddy's not there to back him up. It's, it's always something where someone bites the dust one way or the other. So, staff bridges and stop going by yourself. Okay. Have your buddy with you buddy system all the time so and that brings us into I guess our beginning of Star Wars like when did we like become fans like I guess first childhood memory with it
1: so my parents uh well my dad specifically uh was really into Star Wars and at the time when I was I think in elementary school I Mm must have been like five or six years old, the theater that was right near our elementary school was showing the trilogy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we went and we saw four or five and six basically in theaters at, you know, in the nineties, basically.
0: Was this the special editions that came out in 97 or was this prior to that?
1: It was prior to that. Okay. Because it had to be like probably 95, 96.
0: Okay.
1: And, Ever since then, you know, it's always been, like, our family tradition to go and watch Star Wars. My dad is a huge Darth Vader fan, Mm -hmm. and that's rubbed off on me. And I will admit that we watched, like, Phantom Menace, like, five or six times in theaters. (laughs) But, you know, it's sort of a family thing that we did. And it's still the same thing till this day. You know, everybody in my family loves Star Wars, you can't think of anybody who doesn't.
0: I, I mean, it seems like since the movies came out, I mean, the first movie came out in 77, think, yeah. I think. Yeah. First movie came out in 77, and then Empire came out in 81, and then Jedi came out in 83. I mean, obviously, we are not of age to be able to see the original trilogy, you know, in theaters back when it first came out. Um, for me, it was just dusty old VHS tapes underneath the cabinet. And under nice big old CRT TV, huge guy, just gigantic. And I think, I mean, just one day, I think I just, I may have just popped, grabbed the video and just watched it. Or maybe like my brother, cause I have an older brother who's uh, seven years older than me. Um, and he may have been watching it. And I may have just been there. And then I guess I may have seen it when I was small and then just kind of like, it's like, oh, this is Star Wars, I know this. And I would watch it. And I think that's just continuously rubbed off on me. Now, here's a question. Did you ever dress up like a character for Halloween? No. You didn't?
1: No. Um, mainly because, you know, it's kind of weird, I guess. There wasn't really, like, any Asian.
0: <laughs> that doesn't matter.
1: But, you know, I probably wouldn't have anyway. I don't know. There. I mean, your only choice when I was a kid would have been Princess Leia.
0: Mon Montha true true or that uh radio control girl in Empire Strikes Back
1: yeah see there isn't a lot of females so (laughs) Ray coming into the story is kind of fun
0: yeah and also all the female cosplayers oh I will
1: I will say though my youngest sister Uh dressed up as Amidala okay because she was of that age where she would dress up and when the movies came out that was
0: now, are we talking the crazy hairdo with, like, the yeah. the, the one that went down, the one that went out and went, had, like, like Chinese, like, I don't know, tassels or, tassels or, or ornaments on her? Yes, on okay. exactly.
1: That was the one that she wore. Good Lord. With the red dress. I remember that, and that was the only, I think she was the only one of us that wore a costume. mm but we did call my other sister Boba Fett for a very long time. Why? I don't know why.
0: <laughs> why? I
1: think it was just something that we would tease her with and then kind of suck. But.
0: That's weird because, I mean, everyone thinks Boba Fett's amazing. Yeah. Um, I personally, um, here's the funny thing is that my parents, or actually I would say my mother specifically, um, she didn't really like buying Halloween costumes, so she would technically make all the Halloween costumes for me um she like made I remember one of my fondest memories is that I got to dress up as Scorpion Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat and she like got like she looked at the costumes like okay it's basically just you know like black pants and like these these uh orange shoulder things and blue shoulder you know thing like uh tunics or whatever and you know went from there and i remember i did go as luke skywalker for one year and well, that
1: seems pretty easy for a guy to do
0: i went for i went for the jedi one uh, we did return of the jedi and it was when he was on um uh java at the very beginning not not the not the, like, the black turtleneck and the very form-fitting like suit uh but uh we did like the whole like black robe deal and she asked me does he does he wear a vest of some kind and it's like I looked, I looked, I pulled out the video and I remember scrolling through and I'm like, yeah, he's wearing basically a vest. So basically my Halloween costume was like literally like black sweatpants, some black shoes. Um, I had a black uh, sweatshirt on it. And the funny thing is it had like, um, it had a Native American on it from, uh, because uh, we went to uh, Canada and we bought like a, uh, I bought a sweatshirt up there because we went up to a gross mountain and it was freezing even in the middle of summer. And we bought a sweatshirt up there because I was just cold. Like, I was there in a T-shirt and jeans or something like that. And I was freezing. So we bought a sweatshirt for it. So we took that, and I got this, like, one of those poofy, like, vests that, uh, kind of like the ones you saw, like, Marty McFly wear in the beginning of uh, in uh, Back to the Future. Except it was, like, dark blue. And I had a toy lightsaber that was powered by a flashlight and powered by C batteries. And I remember getting C batteries was obnoxious. <laughs>
1: Now was it like a real lightsaber that you would have bought at a store, oh, or yeah. was it oh, yeah. okay? It was
0: like the toy ones you see at like say safe, uh, not Safeway but Toys R Us or Target. <laughs> um, I
1: would be very interested to see a Safeway that carries a lightsaber.
0: They do, and they're called like laser swords. Or no, that was Target. Oh, okay. that was Target that yeah. had those. But it's just, it's a lightsaber. It's a light. Everything's a lightsaber. If it's a beam, if it's a if it's like a blade that's emitting a light or a laser, it's basically a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Except it's, if unless it's no more heroes and they call it a beam katana. It's the same thing. Um, okay, so do you remember the f- first movie you watched? Like
1: It would have been four. It was four? Yeah.
0: I think my first was, I'm pretty sure it was Jedi. And that's probably why I have a such a fondness for Jedi. Um, it's because that one was very ingrained in my childhood. And I think it was a lot of times because, you know, the Ewoks are obviously something very marketed towards children. And that was like one of the whole things why Ewoks are even put in there was for merchandising for children that was a big part of it so I remember when growing up though I did not like Empire like and when I was young I I did not like Empire probably because I did not understand the nature of film and what it meant to have something like that and how grandiose that you know have a sequel that is just blows the original out of the water in basically every respect so yeah I mean I can't but that was basically so um so, if you were to rank them, what would they be?
1: Um, are we going for, like, top three? Are, are we going, like, we have to do all seven? I, would,
0: I think it's safe to say where the the prequels lie. Mm-hmm. For them. So, I would say rank the four.
1: So, rank the four. So, I would probably say I would go five, six, seven, four.
0: Five, six, seven, four. Okay. So, you would put Jedi over A New Hope. Wait, five, five, six, seven, four. Okay. Yeah. So you would put Jedi over A New Hope. Mm -hmm. I'm actually in a very similar because obviously you know Empire is the one, and I mean I can still watch that lightsaber duel with Vader and Luke, and rewatch that iconic scene that literally every single a good chunk of films have tried to replicate in some way, shape, or form. You know, it's like I'm your brother, I'm your mother, or the person plot twist, yeah, bad guys actually the related to the good guy some way or whatever. So. At that point, I was like, okay, so it's obviously four. I mean, it's obviously five. And then obviously, I have a really, I have a fondness for Jedi, only because if you took out certain parts of that and changed it just slightly, that thing, that movie's on par with Empire. Like there are certain moments in that that are amazing. What and I, w- I can say, you know, two two points that really come to mind are the conversation between Luke and Vader on Endor. I mean that is a pretty intense scene. I mean, just like the whole pleading of Luke just trying to get his father, just, just to, just to wake up. And then it basically carries over to the lightsaber duel. I mean, in empire, it was all about a, you know, a junior essentially trying to fight, you know, the big bad. And he has no chance and he's not aware of that. And Vader is, but then he, Vader knows something about that. But then in the sixth one in Jedi with, you know, the duel on the death star, it's like, neither of them want to fight each other mm-hmm. neither of them do i mean vader just feels like he needs to in order to appease palpatine and luke is just trying to plead with his dad to wake up and then so it's like if you take something like that and you know the stuff on on tatooine are really good i think it just really gets really funky with the ewoks and some of the stuff and there i mean if you took some of that part out then it could have been really like the really
1: whole good. part with c-3po basically being the god to the ewoks
0: <laughs> basically yes Um, you know, take that out. I mean, I can't, one other thing? I don't know. It's like everything up to Endor is, is good. You know, it kind of starts off similar to like the original film. And I think that was kind of the intent in a way in order to try to bring it full circle. Possibly like we're going to start where we started, you know, years prior and then kind of bring it forward. And then obviously end it in a very similar way. Basically like six was kind of supposed to replicate four in a way, but with just some different elements. Um,
1: and I do like six before they inserted Hayden Christensen in it. <laughs> I will make that very clear. That was really weird.
0: It was really weird. And, you know, it's even weirder, really subtle changes that when he unmasks Vader, his uh, the eye color is digitally altered in order to match Hayden Christensen's eye color.
1: This is crazy.
0: Yeah. No one likes Hayden Christensen. It's kind of, I mean, admittedly it is sad that, you know, this essentially destroyed his career. I mean, but, I mean, when you go through star wars like a block of wood an emotional block of wood then that's kind of a problem
1: yeah especially when you're playing a character that you're supposed to show like this whole arc of how he becomes kind of like the big bad mm-hmm. of the empire you know you see him in four or five and six and he's sort of stoic you know it seems like he's you know lost something mm-hmm. right there there had to have been like that changing point in his life and I think that they had the story for it in the prequels. They just didn't execute it very well. I think it was very... I don't know. They tried to focus way too much on the love story. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been a lot stronger if it was, like, you know, Anakin feeling Obi-Wan betrayed him more so than, you know, him afraid to lose Padme.
0: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) We've seen examples of how we can affix the prequels, per se, and some of them are pretty good. I mean, I think a lot of it just contributes to direction. I mean, people have buried us into the ground, so, I mean, but... It comes down to, basically, direction, because George Lucas directed all three prequels, and then, um, you know, and casting. I mean, because we've seen... I mean, I've seen you, I saw, I didn't see you and McGregor anything prior to Phantom Menace, but then I went back and I saw like movies like *Train Spotting* with him in, and I thought he was great. And then uh, at that point, it's like, I saw him in that, and then he was the only one in the, in the prequels to come out squeaky clean. You know, even Natalie Portman had to basically find smaller roles in order to come back, and then finally got her Oscar with Black Swan, so then she came out okay. Hayden Christensen just got buried to the ground. And then basically, anyone who was side off to the side was basically any the, the main people, only some of them came out squeaky clean, mm-hmm. you know, which I would say is probably Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, and I guess the Emperor, I can't, Ian, something, I, I can't remember. I'm terrible at things. So, but I agree with you. I mean, so, for, yeah, for me, I have the exact same ranking of five, six, seven, and then 4. Just because 7 just really felt like a film that was kind of trying to say, sorry for the prequels, we're bringing it back to basics, and that's exactly what they did with practical effects, and it works.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I, I do feel like it's way, you know, better done. That's probably not the way to say it. I think it's done better than, you know, the originals. And as far as like technically speaking, mm-hmm. I think that how they set it up was really good. But there's still something about the like nostalgia from five and six that I really like, and that's probably why it like squeaks ahead yeah. of seven. I think that I have to see how eight does to really like solidify how I feel about seven because you know one of the things the one of the reasons why you love five so much is how it connects to four mm-hmm. and how you see all of these changes happen and that if you look at it if you have four five and six as one whole movie five is like your climax right
0: yeah and then it kind of then it kind of like that's your peak and then it kind of just it kind of coasts its way down you know it brings you up to that catharsis and with the big reveal and then you just kind of coast through it but they can't, I mean, obviously they can't really do it because Empire takes place a year before Jedi. So, I mean, I guess they could technically do it in one full movie, but they would have to say one year later <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah,
1: but I'm saying if you were to string them together, oh, yeah. right? Like, that would. that's how that would feel. So I'm expecting a lot from 8. Yeah. You know, if they're going to be following the same formula, yeah. right? That people are saying 7 really follows four's formula Mm -hmm. eight you might expect a reveal the same way and I mean you have three main characters who we don't have any parental lineage for yet so which are Ray, Mm -hmm. Finn and Poe
0: well Poe's parents have been announced but they've only been announced in comic book form like they taught they like have an entire thing like leading up to it so I mean obviously though you know that being said nothing is really truly canon unless it comes up in the films yeah you know um especially with the with rogue one and all that kind of stuff it's like oh okay now we get to find out the in between here but so and then so we don't know post parentage but according to the film and comics he's been he's been revealed but i don't know i think i think they might have considered that canon because it is done by marvel and marvel is writing you know these stories you know that are considered canon within the star wars universe 'Cause obviously Disney is the one who reigned and all all that. So but you brought up eight, so what is something that you would want to see appear in episode eight? Or like give me a moment, like what you would want to see.
1: Um I would want to see sort of like how we had the training scene with Luke and Yoda. I would okay. love to see that reversal with Luke training Ray. Uh-huh but i would also like to see luke kind of be weary and kind of be just spent
0: right i'm tired
1: he's tired he's been he was training he failed or at least he feels like he failed and you know ray is there and she's going to be willing but i don't think he's going to be as willing Mm -hmm. and i would really love to see how the time on the island really affected him mm-hmm. and how that affects how he trains Ray. okay like is he going to be sort of having a little bit of the dark side in him while he's training her mm-hmm. yoda was like you know the lightest light side yeah. you'll get and so i would love to see sort of more towards not full neutral but like 70 percent light side 30 percent dark side of luke
0: yeah, I mean, in, in that going on with that, I mean, they have talked about his costume that he's going to wear, and it's going to be kind of a darker shade as opposed to what we saw at the end of Episode 7. And it might be very reminiscent of probably, I would say, Episode 6 in the... Episode, yeah, Episode 6 in the beginning where he had the dark tunic with the, the robe. With the
1: vest, with a b- blue puffy vest like you were wearing.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> going to be looking like Marty McFly except blue, blue as opposed to red. But, no, nah, I they said that he's going to be kind of a little bit more i guess he's going to train ray but he's going to be a little bit more i guess not wanting to try to get involved because of what had happened prior um and then apparently an a-wing prototype has been shown too which is exciting because i love Mm -hmm. the a-wing and but for me i think i would really like to paint a picture just just kind of i want to pitch a certain scene i mean obviously what i obviously han is dead No, he's not coming back. He's not a Jedi, so he's not a Force ghost. So we're not going to have the old, oh, I'm here. I'm here, Luke. Just a a Force ghost, but Han's not a Jedi, so that's not going to happen. I would like to see just a moment where Luke kind of just reflects on his friendship with Han and what it meant to him in the grand scheme of things. I would like to maybe see, like, maybe on the Falcon. Maybe when Luke is reluctantly getting on the Falcon and going to train Rey. You know, or, or maybe he on the island they're going to go leave to go see Leia and the Resistance and all that stuff and I would like to see a moment where maybe Luke is just kind of like nostalgically walking around the Falcon and just seeing some of the smaller th- things that he remembers being on the ship especially when he got on at 19 uh, that first time in New Hope and I would like to see him like maybe stumble across like a hollow recording just a recording of Han talking directly to Luke you know maybe before the mission started with Finn he goes and says take it you know because I would love the fact to hear Han call Luke Kid again kind of like how he used to call him in 4 and in 6 just that one little bit of like you know kind of like brotherly love in a way or maybe I would just love to see something like that and just kind of just say it's like look I'm gonna go try to Get my son back, and it might not work. And if it doesn't, you know we have this girl who we're gonna go save, and it's your responsibility to take care of them. You know, I'm I might not come back, so if I'm not back, it's on you, because Leia needs you. you know, I would love to see just something like this, just a couple minutes, just a minute of just like Luke just seeing this hollow recording, and maybe just have you know a kind of an emotional moment with. with luke actually kind of really show some like real like just kind of like sorrow because i mean we've seen him angry we've seen him happy but i've never seen him like cry you know i would love to just see like just like that single tear just come down his eye and just like at that point that's where he accepts his responsibility where he's like okay and then obviously phasma being awesome
1: yeah what are you expecting from we're probably going to see snoke yeah. So, what are you expecting from that sort of reveal? Like, are are we going to find out? I'm hoping about how this all came to be. How did he get Ben slash Kylo on his side? What triggered that moment? Do you think that's going to be an eight? Do you think we're going to have to wait till nine?
0: I don't think we're going to wait till nine because that'd be kind of like a really like eleventh hour kind of thing. Because you can't just put it in the beginning of nine. Unless 9 starts off immediately after 8. Like, they are, like, 8 is the first part of, like, a 4, like, the first 2 hours of, like, a 4-hour movie. Like, you would have to, like, drop the bomb, like, somewhere in that, in that uh, center where, you know, 8 and 9 connect is where that has to happen. If they were going to do something like that. So, I don't think they're going to do it in 9. They're probably going to do it in 8. And I'm kind of thinking it's not going to be that big of a deal. In a way, because I can't really see anything, what we've been presented to be as like earth shattering as the Luke Vader reveal in Empire.
1: Well, I mean, the reason why I'm very interested to see what happened is because him losing Ben Mm -hmm. really like it caused him to go into exile. Mm -hmm. So what was so bad that happened that would cause you to do that? What is so bad that you would give up and not want to fight?
0: Um, uh, maybe potentially he was trying to train, maybe it's kind of a situation where, okay, Obi-Wan was trained by Yoda, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Qui-Gon, then Yoda. Okay. So, and then, and I remember in episode six where Obi-Wan is talking to Luke about how he was training Anakin. He said that he thought he could train Anakin as well as Yoda trained him and he turned out he was wrong. I remember I, and that scene, that was a scene on Dagobah after Yoda died. I might suspect something similar might happen where Luke was trained by Yoda and Obi-Wan and then he felt that he could train, you know, you know, Ben just as well. But then Luke has never been a teacher. You know, he's never had like the, the backing of the Jedi Council behind him. You know, with all the Masters. You know, Obi-Wan, while training Anakin, had, you know, Yoda, had Mace Windu, had, you know, Plo Koon, had all all these guys. And all these other Jedi. And even if there was a mistake, someone could reel him in. You know, even if Obi-Wan made a mistake, one Anakin could be reined in a little bit. <laughs> all things considered, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really work out. But with Luke, he doesn't have that buffer. He doesn't have... He, it's all on him and I think that since it's all on him and he makes a mistake it causes a ripple effect or maybe Snoke it was that you know supposed to be that buffer but Snoke was always on the, on the on the bad side on the dark side and he, as soon as Luke made that mistake he took advantage of it that's I mean that's the only thing I can think of and then because he was able to try to train Ben as well as he thought he could and then having Snoke, you know, also be there and essentially take advantage of a weakness, he realizes he's not as good as a teacher as he thinks he is. He's not as good as a Jedi as he thinks, and he's like, I can't fix anything. Why am I even here? And then that's when he bolts. That's it. That's what I think. Okay, well, what do you think Snoke's going to be all about?
1: I have a feeling we're going to get a little bit of... Sort of like a flashback-ish type deal, you know, where we see Anakin kind of slaughter, slaughter, the Jedi race or Jedi's order, order, and I have a feeling that we might see something very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't just training Ben;
0: he was training a lot of Jedi,
1: and we don't know what happened to those, to mm-hmm. those, I guess, many Padawans mm-hmm. out there. If any of them got away, if, you know, maybe he was able to save a couple or did they all die and was it at Ben's hands? Maybe he, you know, was feeling kind of jealous or something. I just, he seems like he is somebody that's not very emotionally stable. Mm -hmm. So something very simple, like maybe Luke was paying a little bit too much attention to this one kid and he's like, no, I'm the best. I'm, you know, from your line. I should be able to beat everybody, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I feel like we might get something like that where it's a little bit of a jealousy type of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, since it's so much of a family story, you know, I feel like them being related is going to be one of the reasons why he switches over.
0: Yeah, actually it does make sense too because he detests Luke.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I don't think he's trying to find him per se just on the order of Snoke. Is that he's trying to find him in order to best him in combat and say, I was better. I was better than everyone else and I'm better than you. And he wants to prove that. And I think Snoke is probably the catalyst in which he can make that happen. Yeah, you I know, feel
1: like Snoke is like the Emperor in Revenge of the Sith, like uh, whispering sweet nothings to him, basically. (laughs) Like, come to us. We've got cookies on this side.
0: Cookies. That's how you get people to the dark side. Say we have cookies. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. When you said the younglings and Anakin slaughtering all the Padawans and all that stuff at the temple, I actually thought you were going to say that Snoke was actually a youngling and he survived. (laughs) I was like, wait, what?
1: (laughs) No. I just think that if we're doing, like, some sort of mirror Mm -hmm. of everything that's happened and... You know, it's history repeating itself. Even though this is...
0: Mas hinted at that.
1: Yeah. There's... It's a fantasy story. It's a space Mm. opera. But at the end of the day, it's also showing you that the sins of your fathers and all of that sort of thing. And I feel like all of this bad juju throughout the Skywalker line kind of comes at the head when it's about Ben.
0: So basically you're saying all the skywalkers need to die so bad shit will stop happening. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying All that.
0: the you heard it here first. All the skywalkers <laughs> need to die so the galaxy can actually be at peace.
1: They I think that they told that line of light side dark side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like you get some people who are inherently light side, some people who are inherently dark side. But I feel like these are the people, like, if they were playing Star Wars The Old Republic, they would be, like, neutral all the time. Yeah. Like, they would never get...
0: Too far yeah. one way or too far the other exactly. way. Exactly. They straddle that line. And they kind of bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luke has had glimpses of Darkseid when he was chopping the hell at Vader in the end of Episode Six, And then he only stopped because he was like, oh, snaps, I'm literally becoming him because he has a cybernetic cam. I have a cybernetic can."
1: And who else? You know, it's just like, at, we were going to see all of this stuff I think come into play into eight I feel like eight is going to be the family story Mm. of them all and then nine will kind of bring us back down and take us through how it affects the rest of the world well the galaxy I guess and you know I'm sure we're going to see a lot of the first order we're still going to see a lot of the resistance but at the heart of it we're going to see a Skywalker family
0: story it's always what it's about. I mean, I remember seeing in movie theaters where they would have this, one of those, like, name the movie, and it was like, a burn victim, it's like, it's a war movie about a burn victim and his relationship with his children. <laughs> it's like, what's the movie? And I'm like, I don't know. It turned out to be Star Wars. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So you brought up The Old Republic, and that brings up multimedia in, you know, Disney as a obviously said that they want to come out with a movie like every year for our next hundred years and we're going to get something like that I mean in 2015 we got episode seven in 2016 we're getting Rogue One 2018 all right no 2017 17. 17, we're getting episode eight so obviously we're going to see these smaller films we're going to see the Han Solo anthology film there's like a Boba Fett anthology film people are clamoring for Obi-Wan anthology film so outside of the films what is it that you want to see
1: i think i would love to see and i don't know if they're going to do this especially with the anthologies is basically how the rest of the world dealt with basically the empire and its fall mm-hmm. i'm sure it's going to be in a book and if it's in aftermath i'm sorry i haven't read it yet it's sitting on our bookshelf
0: we got it for free
1: Um, but I would love to see how it affects the rest of the world outside of the Skywalker line you know like how how does it affect families and that sort of thing if we take a person you know who's either hero heroine and you know they're trying to navigate through this new era basically Mm -hmm. and how does that affect them after a while and how does that bring them into the age of the new order and all of that
0: that's actually kind of interesting because i mean we've seen like books and stuff like that on where like one there was one book i think we saw like a target when we're walking around it was about like two childhood Mm -hmm. friends decide to join the empire and then one of them sees the atrocities committed by it and then they leave they leave only sounds
1: like finn
0: sounds like finn but he like sees the atrocities of the empire and then he leaves and like therefore i don't know with a gender role, I give her which male, or female, or both male, or both female, I have no idea. But, like, one of them leaves, the other one stays, and then, you know, that means their friend is now on the opposing side. So, you know, we see like small stories like that, and then with Aftermath has to do with the fall of the empire, just like you said, and then there's a sequel, there's the next book coming out, I think that's coming out soon, Aftermath,
1: I think it's called Blood Ties. No, Bloodlines is the one after that. No, the um High Tide, Something Tide, I think there is isn't. Hmm. So, yeah.
0: So, I mean, obviously we're going to have to read Aftermath and we're going to have to read that one and we're going to have to and Bloodlines has to do with Leia's story becoming a general as opposed to being, you know, a, you know, a princess or a senator in the New Republic, but becoming a general and basically being this leader of the resistance. Um I mean, that does sound... I would like to see... Because it seems that, like everything revolves around the Skywalkers. And I remember hearing people have talked about that they kind of want to see... Like, not necessarily another, like, you know, hero. But I want, they would like to see, like, more of a character piece about... You know, a family affected by the events of Star Wars. Whether it's, like, during the, you know, the Galactic Empire or even after that. It's like, just take some dude or take some family... And then obviously a bunch of events happen and then they have to affect by it. Um, Maybe the family dies or then the one person is left and then they're kind of left stranded because this is what's been going on. Maybe they see it from the side of that the Empire is good and they they create stability and then the Rebellion is essentially terrorists. Because, I mean, if you boil it down, that's essentially what it kind of comes down to is that the Empire is all about, you know, the stability and, like, The whole, and then you have these people trying to mess that thing up. I mean, it's kind of like the idea of terrorism, obviously. But we, from our point of view, we're aware of which is the good guys and which is the bad guys. But, I mean... So, I mean, we're going to have books. We're going to have TV. I mean, we're going to have TV shows. I mean, we have Rebels out now, which is kind of filling the gaps a little bit. Um, Just like Clone Wars filling the gaps between two and three. Um, I want to see more video games.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, we got Battlefront, which which is just battle this is Battlefield there's like nothing there's nothing telling us anything it's like oh play the fights that you know play in the battles that occurred in these on mm-hmm. um, these on these planets you know Endor and Hoth it's like okay we saw it in the films I guess we're just reacting it that's reenacting it that's cool and all I guess but I want to see like a really like character driven story that's you know that's added to the canon I know we had that with The Force Unleashed the first one not the second one the first one um, where it talked about the main character Star Killer, who was Darth Vader's secret apprentice. He was the person who started the rebellion, like he started it by gathering all these anti-imperials anti-imper- uh, to basically come together and create a rebellion. And but they scrubbed that from canon, so it's like I want to see more of these stories that like. And I want to play play through them in one way or the other. Maybe play as a soldier in, like, conflict, kind of like in Republic Commando, which is where you played as a squadron of clones. You know, I would like to see stuff like that. I mean, we have the Old Republic as an MMO. Problem is that's dealing in legends, not canon.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, not anywhere near these time periods, Oh, no.
0: 3,000 years.
1: So it's not the same.
0: No, it's not. I mean, it's fun, you know, uh... Admittedly, I mean it's kind of hard because it's free to play, but that's a different topic altogether. But aside from that, it's like we're not getting like the multimedia like blowout that Star Wars usually creates.
1: Yeah, I mean they have like those um, games that you can play on your phone, but that that's not anything because mm-hmm. it doesn't contribute to the story. I would really love to see, you know, even if they did, kind of like how Mar—I mean Marvel and Disney are one and the same but Marvel came out with television shows that build into the MCU Oh yeah, and you see that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you see it a little bit with Peggy Carter and so it's basically I kind of want to see that where they can maybe not a cartoon which I don't know if I would be super into especially in this world I would probably love to see a, a live action television show and I think they can probably get it on ABC you know with the rest of the Marvel stuff.
0: ABC is literally going to be Marvel on Star Wars shows.
1: Exactly. Or even just a
0: Netflix show. I mean, would you like to kind of see like kind of a really, not like hard R Star Wars uh, show, but like kind of like a little bit more edgier because mm-hmm. Star Wars is fairly clean in a way. I mean, when people die, it's like you don't really see them die except for that one time where, you know, Finn's buddy got shot and then rubbed his blood on his face. It's like, wow, that's like the first time I've ever seen blood in Star Wars. Yeah. Everything else is not blood. So would you want to see, like, a kind of, like, a really edgier, like, Star Wars show? Like, whether it be, like, live action, like, maybe take place on a planet, maybe dealing with, like, bounty hunters, like, a la, like, maybe Firefly or something?
1: That would be pretty cool. I think that it would probably be maybe a lot like Firefly, where there's a bit of comedy interspiced with it. I don't think they could probably get away with a full dark... Television show kind of like Daredevil and that sort of thing. Or Jessica Jones, yeah. Yeah, I think that they would probably have to go a little bit light, especially since their fan base also includes children. True. Um, But of course, comics fan base also includes children as well. But Mm -hmm. I think that if they're going to do anything, praying to the gods, if they're going to do a a live action TV show, it is a Finn and Poe magic hour or something (laughs) like that.
0: She got this idea from me because when we saw episode seven, we're, we're going to put this out. We're going to say this right now. Our favorite character in episode 7 is Poe. At least mine is. Yeah.
1: We went around for, I don't know, it was like a weekend. We were like, we're going to find his X-Wing. Yeah. Calling places, trying to find it. It's been sold out everywhere. Now you can find it like nobody's business. But
0: it's didn't. more expensive now.
1: Um, But we ended up getting it like at Toys R Us. In and, Bellevue. And like, I don't even know how many places we called. We were willing to go... All the way up north, all the way down south. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, because I remember, the thing was, like, I remember when it first came out, like, we're kind of apprehensive about it. We're like, Poe, Poe, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? We're not, we're not too sure. It's like, it's a cool X-Wing. I mean, it's it's an X-Wing. It's black and orange. That's kind of cool, I guess. But at the same time, I'm like, eh,
1: not too sure. And, and then it, you see him.
0: And then you see Poe just straight up be a boss.
1: Like. That's one hell of a pilot. That's what Finn says. He took the words out of everybody's mouth. That's my I cur- feel like Finn was, like, the audience.
0: Finn is the audience. Like, like mm-hmm. scholars who have watched the film and really, like, dissected it. Like, Finn is essentially a, uh, a member of the audience living the experience <laughs> is what he's all about. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> Him making essentially commentary on the events that are happening is what we are thinking, and that's kind of like his role, at least in episode seven. I don't know if that's going to change in episode eight.
1: Hopefully, he's not still in a
0: coma. Uh, I don't think he's going to be in a coma. I mean, he's he's probably going to wake up. Yeah, he's going to wake up. He's probably going to ask where Ray is, and then Poe, his best friend. Yeah,
1: his best friend. They're going to go off and do a buddy cop movie. For... That, that's what I
0: want. I should say that, and I want I want to see a, I want to see Finn and Poe. All the, like, Lethal Weapon, you know, anthology, buddy film. That's what I want to see. I want to see Finn and Poe just go.
1: I would love it to be an entire TV series. A TV series? Yeah. Where they like every episode is them trying to catch some bad guy. <laughs>
0: it's Law and Order,
1: <laughs> basically. Law and Order,
0: Star Wars. Exactly. Dick Wolf, get on it.
1: That would be amazing. I think. So, I, it, I mean, I would just watch it.
0: So, Poe so po is the uh, the senior detective, and Poe and Finn is the uh, junior detective.
1: Yeah, and he always messes up.
0: Nah, I wouldn't say he messes <laughs> up, but. He's always looking for him for guidance and they're always having you know it's like mentor mentee kind of relationship but obviously they're friends <laughs> no, I, I would say when i walked out episode seven i was like i want to see a finn and poe buddy cop movie because that would be amazing <laughs> that would, it.
1: and i think it, it's a really fun dynamic too because finn doesn't know much about the outside world mm-hmm. all he knows is what the first order taught him so Poe would kind of be like the guy, it's kind of like, um, and I know you haven't seen this yet, it's kind of like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt where she comes out of, the sh- out of the bunker and she's learning about the real world for the first time. And she has a gay best friend who's helping her do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not implying that Poe was gay or anything like that. Could be, be. Could be. The look in his eyes when he saw Finn again.
0: He called him buddy.
1: Well, I mean, his eyes like lit up.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, dude, you like see your your you see your, you see this random dude who broke you out of jail. Literally broke you out of jail. That dude's instantly gonna be your best friend. I mean, he wasn't gonna screw him over. He's like, look, I'm just trying to get the hell out of here. It's like, can you take me with you? And he's like, yeah, let's go. And then they jump in a tie fighter, and <laughs> that was that was awesome. And they had a bro moment where Finn is yelling, "Did you see that?" When he blew up the cannons, and then Poe was just like saying, "Yeah, I saw that." You know, they 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 became instant bros, oh. you know, it's just like just like uh in Step Brothers where John C. Riley and Will Ferrell learned they loved the exact same things, they'd say, Did we be, uh, just become best friends? Exact same setup, yeah.
1: And then we would have like you know, ca- uh, cameos from BB 8 every once in a while trying to rein them in because you know they might do something crazy, and he's like, Nope. You guys can't do that.
0: No, nah, I would say BB-8 would probably be the uh the mascot of the, the mascot, show. He'd yeah. be the mascot of the show. He'd always be there. Just always just rolling around.
1: And then he would do like I would I could just imagine him doing like this little shaking his head sometimes like <laughs> humans. This is why droids should rule the world.
0: You are literally talking about our cat.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I think BB-8 would be like our cat who looks down on us humans. <laughs>
0: It's like arrogant BB-8 on Twitter constantly.
1: Exactly. But, I mean, I think that's pretty much the most that I probably... I mean, there would be a lot of other things. I think that would be cool. Um, They do have, like, a lot of merchandise, but that's not part of the, you know... The multimedia world—it I mean, yeah. kind of is, but not really. Yeah, I mean,
0: the toys are toys, obviously for kids, as for and also kids who refuse, refuse or adults who refuse to grow up.
1: Yes, yeah. all of the Star Wars pop figures on our desk.
0: All of the Star Wars Legos on our display shelf. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would just—I mean, yeah, they're just going to keep out coming up with more stuff. I mean, between, oh God, between. Between Marvel coming out of the movie just about every six months, you know, with them coming out of the movie every six months in their superhero line, and then with Star Wars coming out every, at least once a year.
1: Disney's making bank.
0: Disney's making bank, because... They
1: are, they they chose the right franchises, basically.
0: Yeah, and they're staggered in such a way that it's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange comes out, when's Doctor Strange come out?
1: I think it's November. And
0: when does that Rogue One come out? December yeah a month later so
1: they, they basically are owning the holiday season yeah and of course when you own the holiday season that means that your kids are getting Star Wars or they're getting Marvel. I would I would love to see kids have Dr. Strange Christmas presents that would be amazing you know
0: and I think they just need to stop limiting the merchandising I mean just like how they limited Ray yeah it's like come on man I like... know
1: and Ray is my favorite pop she She's is.
0: She's reaching for her right now.
1: I'm trying to grab her right now, but she is just the cutest thing, you know.
0: Is she really your favorite pop?
1: Yeah, look at her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she had that moment of like cat, like just, just look, just look. It's amazing.
1: It's just the detail on her. I think is great. I love these little bun things, and I the think
0: triple ponytail.
1: Exactly. I just, I really like her. I think that she, especially because she's like my only female Star Wars pop right now.
0: We need to get a Leia one.
1: I do. I need to get a Leia. I need to get a Han. They need to be forever together. You don't have
0: a Luke pop. I just realized that.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: Do they not have Luke pop figures?
1: They, I, I'm sure they do. I've got an, I got an Obi Wan back here.
0: Yeah, old Ben. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> now, now it brings up the question, like. I mean, I guess a lot of people think Ray like is the ish because you remember how many Ray cosplayers we saw at each Oh yeah,
1: that was I. <laughs> I mean, I still would have loved to see her other outfit as Second well. Second outfit. Um, I think that was my favorite of the two outfits, mainly because it made her look like she was part of the resistance. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked really cool as well.
0: Yeah, but then I mean, I, we talked about this in like an elevator at a, like I forgot where it was. I think we were at a target or something when we're talking about it and well that's because the f- the first costume is literally like curtains exactly you right. can
1: buy a bunch of Drapes. sheets or something and <laughs> just drape it on yourself
0: ba- yeah I'm pretty sure a bunch of people just went and bought like a tan bed sheet and just cut it up exactly. it's called it good nothing wrong with that cosplay is of course the cutest one was that I think did we see like a little girl mm-hmm. cosplaying as Ray?
1: yeah and then wasn't she talking with Predator
0: I remember she talking with Predator I remember seeing little Predator though but I, I don't like remember. they were I...
1: next to each other. I can't remember, though. <laughs> there is... was a little predator, and that was amazing as well. Of
0: course it little is. Little
1: kid cosplay, as we mentioned before, is the best kind of cosplay in yes. the world.
0: <laughs> Do you want to dress up as Ray?
1: Hmm. In her second costume, I think. In her
0: second costume? Yeah. Can I be Poe?
1: Yeah, you can be Poe.
0: Which costume? The pilot? or The, the... pilot, costume. What, pilot else? costume.
1: what else other Poe costume would you be? The jacket costume. No, you gotta be the pilot costume.
0: Alright, alright. I mean, it's right there. And
1: he, look at this helmet, though. Look at that helmet. It's <laughs> amazing.
0: She's busting out the pop figures.
1: Um,
0: okay, I mean, yeah, that settles it. We're going to have to find Luke and Han and Leia. Yes. I mean, they, they, I wonder they,
1: if they're going to do a Luke Force Awakens.
0: They. Ha- I'm surprised they haven't yet.
1: Maybe it's because at the time it was...
0: Shrouded in secret. Yeah. It's like, nope, can't talk about Luke. Not happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be... Ta- I remember when they busted it. I remember when they had the... Um, when they, the photo of his costume was leaked like on Twitter it got jumped on like immediately it got taken down like immediately you're like nope nope can't, can't even be a thing speaking of cats
1: we have a cat here who is trying to I guess maybe be a part of the podcast trying come, come Luna
0: we should call her BB-8 from now on little BB-8 this is, she looks nothing like BB-8 if she was an orange tabby I would call her BB-8 yeah I guess we're just gonna give it orange tabby and call her BB. Mm-hmm.
1: That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> BB girl. You know it's actually kind of interesting because um, there when they're talking about like how Disney is extending uh, Star Wars to all the reaches. You know it's gonna be crazy. And I'm pretty sure they might have announced this. I'm not sure, but they might have. Is that Star Wars is gonna be Kingdom Hearts three?
1: Really? That would be really, really, really cool.
0: I think because they. I mean,
1: they got all the. They've
0: got Disney stuff. All, it's Dell Disney. I mean, the only, i mean—they would have to. Um, God, what was it? I mean, they announced Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. This is going on a little bit of a Disney tangent, but they uh, uh, Square announced that Big Hero Six is going to be a thing. But then also the fact that Marvel and Star Wars and Lucasfilm and Star Wars is a part of Disney—they have access to that too.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's like, what are they going to do with it?
1: imagine like having your gummy ship like somehow end up in the middle of a spaceship fight. that would be freaking funny you'd be like oh my gosh what is that moon and then it's a death star
0: so you would want them to go original trilogy not force awakens because I mean that's the new like i mean the extent what is it i mean what what is it called now we got the prequel trilogy the original trilogy what is this called the future trilogy, the it can't be called the sequel trilogy, right? The the the, the, the sequel trilogy. I mean, I don't know the don't extended know. trilogy. Who knows? But it's like you wouldn't want because then that's the hotness right now.
1: I think that it would be really interesting for them to, you know, take it back old school. Especially since that's what a lot of people know. I feel like if they go into the new the new stuff. They only have one film to work with. With mm-hmm. this, they have a whole plethora of characters to work with.
0: True, and you know what? I just I had two thoughts. Two thoughts right there. One, do could you imagine Sora running around with Ray? Yeah, that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Two, the keyblade you're gonna get because you get You get a, a keyblade at every world.
1: It's gonna be a lightsaber. Lightsaber keyblade. <laughs> That's gotta be something that they market at Disneyland. Hopefully, I want I want it. Honestly, I, I will makeshift make a keyblade lightsaber.
0: <laughs> that okay. would be cool. You know what? Now, 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 my brain is churning. You know, you know, what? I'm gonna do a slightly unorthodox so, a thing here. I think they should make Star Wars a bonus world. Bonus world. Because I would feel that the lightsaber keyblade would probably be the best weapon in the game. Maybe. 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 It probably I mean, wouldn't. But you,
1: we'll see. We'll see. Yeah,
0: because I remember, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2, they had Ultima Weapon, which is considered, like, the best weapon. But then they had another weapon, they had Fenrir, which is Cloud's, uh, with the keyboard you get from Cloud after the Sephiroth fight. And, like, that's, like, stronger, but it's minus one on the combo string. So, they might have something similar, where, it's, like, Lightsaber is higher in stats, but it loses something in return. Okay. But then, like a bio for all balance, ultimate weapon's the best weapon. But lightsaber keyblade.
1: That would be amazing. Lightsaber keyblade. You should have us as a part of that discussion when should. you guys are talking about putting us in Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeah,
0: uh, Square, get on it. They're not listening to us. We can only dream. We can dream. We can dream. So yeah, I mean, more games, more books. We gotta read the books. Yeah, we just gotta read the
1: books. It's. I mean, it's sitting on our bookshelf. The couple, there's a couple coming out this year already. Yeah. So we're just. We're going to have to read them.
0: Yeah. I mean, we got a flight to Vegas. I mean, that might be a time. Exactly. You might want to, you might read that. I still got to read, read Ready Player One. Depends on what I do. Should I take my DS or my, take a book?
1: You should take both. Take
0: both. Take, take both in case I get both. bored. Exactly. I mean, that'd be fun. But yeah, no, that's, uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. I mean, talked about just about everything I can think of. I mean, I mean, uh, we got. We still got a lot of Star Wars. I mean, we got Rogue One coming out in what nine months? No, yeah. not nine months. Uh, it's May right now, right? So, so seven like months. like
1: seven months, yeah. Seven
0: months. We got Rogue One coming in seven months. We're gonna see Captain America next week.
1: That would be fun. I still have to get get the tickets. I, back. I, gotta get it. I gotta go buy it after this. That's probably the first thing I'm gonna do when we're done recording.
0: Yeah, and I'll go play Dark Souls and, and cry. Um, all the crying yeah.
1: but I guess that's it for this week's episode
0: yeah so you know follow us like the podcast review uh, I don't know we're still trying to get the hang of this whole thing yeah and you know we we do this because we want to
1: but thank you for listening
0: yeah whoever has
1: yeah if you made it this far you're awesome
0: yeah <laughs> you'd be a, what, what's the what's the word um, early adopters or yeah where they pick up something immediately exactly that's great it's always a good thing so uh you can follow the basically follow the the twitter the the show twitter at uh, uh it's, it's winter, winter spring. spring yeah um and yeah that's about it so thank you for listening bye bye